Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the next installment of Raisin Brent. Brent. And I'm Ray. And I'm Brent. And we got a big show together today. It's been a long time. It's been really long. We're hyped up. And we're doing it. So let's do it. Hey, everybody. That was probably too early. We should just talk start. Yeah, what is wrong with you? I've been doing the other show too long where I open every show that what way. So other, wait, you forgot. do another show? I do another podcast, Brent. I don't you know if you do, Okay, this. hold on. <laughs> is that podcast have anyone as famous as me on it? Yes. Who? Well, I mean, uh, the co-star is uh, uh, TV's Gina Ippolito. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, I accept that. She's, I accept that she's answer. She's very, yeah, 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 very yeah, big yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. these days. I thought you were talking about Chan. Chan is not more famous. Chan is not more famous. Although his hair is more famous than me. He cut it. His hair is... Wow, I saw that. Mm-hmm. Did he lose all his power like uh, Samson? He's not the same man anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is going to go over really well. <laughs> uh, to I be, saw, fair, to did, be fair, though, can I say a uh, Lucha Underground Pro Wrestling Show had a big ad for their... Uh, what was the channel they were on? Uh, it wasn't Access. It was uh, it was one of those though, one of those like other channels. Yeah, and uh, uh, and uh, they had an ad. It was for Lucha Underground, and they had a big like uh, uh, you know mixes this with this and this. Robert Chan, you, Yahoo News. Oh, nice. So uh, well, that, I'm was, not saying, that was fun. I, I, that was yeah, fun. we're just having fun with Chan. Uh, and I I you know I don't. I'm always having. Fun you know with that Chan. I'm not famous at all. <laughs> uh, mean, you're very famous. What are you uh, talking about? No, here's the deal. <laughs> of people you. of people on my Facebook. Okay. Uh, you are in the top five percent of famous. Oh people. wow. Okay. You're not you're not in the top two percent, but you're definitely in the top. Five. Well, I do have I you know I do have the blue check mark on Facebook now. I mean that's the thing. But is it on Twitter? No. You see, once you get a blue check oh, mark on Twitter, no, then, then if, it's real. If it was Twitter, I, actually I don't really do that much Twitter anymore. I do most. But you should still Instagram, have a blue check mark. I guess. Just send um, him some pictures of you playing. Uh, what is it, Valerio? What's the guy's name? Valente. Valente. Valente in all your roles. Oh, oh man! I got some great skills. We, of, for yeah. the people at home who maybe haven't been keeping up with the Brent Popes, yeah, you have been on. Now, the last time we did a show was August of last year. Okay, which coincidentally or not, same month I got a baby, yeah. and same month right before you started booking every single TV show on the planet. Right, that was probably what, right around when I was on Better Things. I believe it was right around that time. Yes. Okay, um, which I still haven't seen you on Better Things. We have to, oh, we have cool. to remedy that. Um, uh, ever and since then, I've uh, well. It all happened like in a week and a half. They all I shot them months apart, and they all air within like a week. Living was, biblically, which I effectively got that show canceled, I guess, because it did it get canceled got one more week after my show. Oh, thank God! I mean, no, I mean, I'm sure the show. <laughs> wow, I really, I really like that show it was a lot. A very Brett. talented and cool crew. It's just like here's the deal: there were so many talented people on that yeah. show. What were they doing? Also, you know, the director is the guy that directed like a hundred episodes of Seinfeld, Andy Ackerman. And he so, couldn't. And he couldn't make a show where every single scene uh, ends up in a prayer group work. I can't believe. Well, it's called living biblically. I mean, <laughs> what do you expect? Guys, hey, we're having a minor difficulty. Let's and, take two minutes and, and pray on camera. And, and I then, can't believe people weren't weren't into that. That's so crazy. Uh, and, and let's see what else do we have? Oh, we had Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley, which just aired a week ago. I guess they apparently all my friends watch Silicon Valley and. Uh, that's is, the one that most of my friends watched. I it's, guess. But the thing is, of all the parts you did, I think your Silicon Valley was like the least interesting. Oh yeah, they gave you sure. like the least, even the mm-hmm. living biblically, where you're the guy uh, in the elevator. Uh, I with, saved the day. Where you saved the day with the, the when your name was when your name was Angel. 
But that was that. Was uh, it wasn't. In, yeah. It, but that was that was a good bit. Right. There that was, was a, a good joke bit. at one time where they said, "Oh, you got saved by an angel." No, I got saved by a repairman named Angel. See, yeah. strong. Anyway, that didn't make it in the. Uh, final, but like, so. I say, like Silicon Valley probably. Uh, well, no, the Roseanne thing. You're on Roseanne. Mm-hmm. And that's probably the biggest thing. Roseanne, well, Roseanne's the number one show on television right now. That's why it's the right. biggest thing. Uh, I'm not and, lying. And, and, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, so that's what I've been busy doing. What have you been busy doing? Um, well, a lot of baby raising, baby wrangling, uh, which is exciting. I actually, I've been working for a video game company uh, for yeah. the most part since August. Yeah. Working, am I allowed to say it on the air? Who cares? Is it a rectangle uh, name? Is it, it named is. after a rectangle company? It is, it is the Final Fantasy people known as Square Enix. Nice. I have been uh, working both uh, customer support and now I work QA and video game production for them, uh, which basically amounts to playing games and getting paid for it. So I, wow. So I guess what, <laughs> what you're saying, gig. Ray, is that we're like so busy that the people out there are lucky that we're gracing the airwaves with our voices. The fact that we have a once-a-year competition that forces us to at least do one show a year... That's true. <laughs> I think plays to their advantage right now. And both of us... Lo- uh, Neither both of us... Have- both of us could have won. We could have won. In the I final was really weekend. cheering for, for your delightful wife, Melissa, to win... Just so I could make this very uncomfortable show for you. It's a very darn shame that she didn't. Uh, she didn't end up on the show today. But you know, instead, instead we have Nebraska's own Pat Jansen joining us. He of the Top Story Weeklies. Yeah, that's that. There, there we go. There's my intro. Just he of Top Story Weekly. That's a, that's all you know of my resume. You know, I I, I stopped doing. Top <laughs> oh, and a music Story. video. <laughs> Right. No, 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 and a Remax commercial. That that's the what everyone from I, home. Here's the deal. I forgot about the Remax commercial. Everyone from home is like, I was watching The Bachelor and I saw you. I was like, ah, it, it, it was a, it was a, it was a well done commercial. Uh, and the <clears throat> I saw that commercial because I, uh, my wife watches The Bachelor and then I, I watch it with her. I just keep hoping that it's like showing up on like yeah. better shows. <laughs> uh, Wait, the Bachelor's one of the biggest shows on There's television. Only like three biggest, shows. and somehow biggest, and sure. somehow Brent Pope is forced into watching it on a uh, weekly. He I, hates it. Uh, he never watched. He would I never mean, watch it. He wasn't forced. I had to, to. watch seasons such as Prince Farming, the guy from Iowa. Did you see uh, the one with the, the backup quarterback, third string quarterback from the Giants, Jesse Palmer? Oh, oh yeah, I remember that. That was a long yeah. time ago, though. That's, the, that's my last memory of the Bachelor. Yeah. Well, one of them, Aaron Rodgers' uh, brother, won. Oh, that's he right. Was, he, he won oh, on yeah. the Bachelor. He was the winning person. Uh, was he the winning year. person, or was he the actual Bachelor? He wasn't bachelor. the Bachelor. No, I thought he was, was the runner-up. It was on the Bachelorette. He? No, no, no. Did he win the whole thing? He won, yeah. Jeez, oh, I'm so uh, sorry. That, that was like when it came out that they all like hated each other. Yeah, no, no, they're yeah. estranged. So you've seen uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers' brother. Whose fault is it? Who's the who's the jerk in this situation? It's obviously Aaron Rodgers, right? Because this guy must be delightful. <laughs> yeah, anybody who goes on the Bachelor, I'm going to side with the other half half of their family, <laughs> even if they play for the Packers. We were wow. talking we were talking about this earlier. I actually don't mind Aaron Rodgers. Uh, well, you're wrong. But I, I'm a I'm a Vikings fan, or I, I was. I, I, the Vikings kind of lost me when they brought Brett Favre in. Uh, that's kind. There are a ton of social issues that should have warded me off the NFL. Really? Uh, well, you know, is something socially happening with the NFL? Not, not, not the current social one. I'm like, cool, do do what you got to do, guys. But the the you know the abuse, the the concussion, the, all that, all that. The stuff. abuse of people taking a knee, abusing our country's <laughs> values. That's what you're talking about. <laughs> Pat, why do you hate Colin Kaepernick and people who take a knee at uh, games? I love Colin Kaepernick. Interesting. I would date Colin Kaepernick if if I weren't married. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I saw Colin Kaepernick at Tender Greens. You, you got you got a picture. Yeah, 
<laughs> at a salad place. But honestly, the Brett Favre is the most overrated quarterback in NFL history. Say what? And I love telling everybody that. And then when the Vikings brought him on, I was like, "What? This is this is an existential crisis here for me." Now, can I say right now? I had the similar with the uh, basketball when Allen Iverson got traded to the Pistons. It was maybe the worst day of my entire life. Hmm. But then they also got Vince Carter, and they made it even worse. My two least favorite players, maybe in NBA history, both on my team. It made me not watch basketball until until very recently. I but see the thing of it is, I I think Allen Iverson personality wise is somewhat misunderstood. I I think he. His game, his game has flaws. That it's a very like, it's a very self centric game. But basketball can kind of allow for that a little bit more. Brett Favre is in it, kind of all for him, all for show, and all that. But yet he's still kind of classified as the team player. Wait a minute, no. Would, if Brett Favre was all about himself, would he wait to announce if he was going to retire or not till two <laughs> weeks before the season for like three years in a row? That doesn't sound like the guy I know. The thing of it is, his first year with the Vikings when they made the NFC Championship game, did. he did the things that he should have been doing for a long time where he just kind of managed the game, made plays kind of when he had to, didn't force things, and then Until. <laughs> NFC Championship game, he reverted to old Brett Favre. The gunslinger. Yeah. It doesn't work anymore when you're... No. It also doesn't probably work when Greg Williams is sending hitmen at your head and ankle. <laughs> Don't but... worry about Bounty Gate. How dare you? <laughs> you guys sound a lot like guys that are jealous of a guy who really knows how to fill out a pair of jeans. <laughs> Well, then why isn't he keeping his dick in his jeans then? Whoa! To be fair, we don't know that nobody asked for those pictures to be texted to them repeatedly uh, without their consent. Oh, wait, I guess we do know that. Yeah, Maybe yes. I'm wrong about that. Uh, hey, so... Uh, so uh, real sorry, point. I'm not used to being a, uh, to realizing that I probably shouldn't say dick, because uh, I'm on the Big Red Copcast where we just say everything all what? the time. What show is that, Pat Jansen? Maybe uh, sorry, I had to squeeze that one it. in because I wasn't sure we were going to get that plug in. Oh, we'll get, get the we'll ball. Get a, we'll get, get your plugs, plugs in. in. Right. Yeah, please. Uh, no, it's just a Husker podcast. That's it. Hmm. Just a, There's no such thing as just a Husker <laughs> podcast, sir. Well, Pat Jansen, um, you're from Nebraska originally. Right. Tell us about your affiliation with sports, like what teams, besides the Vikings, which we all make mistakes. With, uh, <laughs> what what teams did you grow up liking? What teams do you like now that you live out here in L.A.? Like, uh, Tell the people about you. So uh, you grow up in Nebraska. There aren't a lot of pro sports teams nearby. Weird. Uh, I grew up about two hours from Kansas City, but... My dad grew up closer. Uh, he grew up in the northeast part of the state, so closer to Minnesota. And I just rooted for the teams that he rooted for. Uh, so Vikings and Twins. Timberwolves weren't a thing yet then. Okay. And the, the Kings were no longer Kansas City, Omaha. Nope. Uh, so he just rooted for the Celtics. Uh, oh, goodness. Okay. Yeah. And so I root for the Celtics, too, even out here in L.A., uh, I it's think al- it's probably easier to do out here in L.A. than it is, though, in the Midwest, right? Because nobody even cares. Everybody roots for everybody out here in L.A. There is no there is, you know, there, there's like maybe the 20 percent of people who are like from here who are very protective of the L.A. teams. Yeah. And nobody else cares. Yeah. I uh, I went to a Celtics Clippers game earlier this year, and there were definitely more Celtics fans than Clippers fans. But I, I lived in New Hampshire for a couple of years, so I feel like I have some bona fides for rooting for the Celtics now. And then hockey is just uh, off the beaten path because my dad didn't watch hockey, so I just chose the Sharks because they had the coolest uniforms. Sharks have the coolest uniforms. Yeah, I say that as a Red Wings fan. I was growing up as a kid. I was jealous of the Sharks logo because I thought that poop was the coolest. Uh, yeah, yeah. And you guys think that's the coolest logo? It's pretty cool, and that the, they call their arena the Shark Tank. I think the St. Louis Blues is the. I mean, that's pretty cool. 
Yeah, that's really that's really cool. <laughs> it's kind of cool. The, the fighting John Hams. Too bad they've been terrible for a, a while now. Wow, who, who even knows really outside care. of like that real, real devout pocket of hockey fans though? Like th- that that sport for the Big Four goes under the radar. I, more people know how many Grand Slams Roger Federer has won than they know how many uh, oh, Stanley Cups okay. a team has won. Is it is it thirteen? I actually don't know, <laughs> but I'm saying there are more people who know that. Um, so the crazy thing that's going on in hockey, as a Red Wings fan, they got bad two years ago, so I paid no attention to hockey. Right. The uh, Las Vegas Golden Knights are an yeah. expansion team in their first year, and expansion teams normally pretty bad. This year, they were they were the one seed in the West, and they swept their first round opponent in the playoffs. If a team that did not exist last year wins the Stanley Cup, you could pretty much end hockey right there. Well, they're done. They we're loosened done. the expansion draft uh this year for the last time yeah although to be (laughs) fair they didn't go after the best players entirely they were really smart about their expansion draft they were trying to form a unit and they did really really well clearly somebody knew what they were doing yeah and it's interesting uh they they premiered right after the las vegas tragedy too and so there was just kind of this strange unity of purpose that wouldn't necessarily be there. I didn't realize my losing 200 bucks at the tables was considered <laughs> the Las Vegas tragedy. Why? But uh, Golden Knights is a terrible name. It's not my favorite. I mean, I, mean, so I get it. Las Vegas, right? We have so many cool... Well, gold. Gold is a I guess. Yeah. Vegas thing. But think of all the other... What are you thinking? Have. Las Vegas pimps? Oh, yeah. Well, or Las Vegas gentlemen clubs. Well, when I think of Golden Las Knights, Vegas, uh... I think of uh, uh, when our president goes to Russia and has himself uh... some Golden Knights. No, my, 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 I look. I, you're just not going to give up on this, huh? He's killing it, dude. Well, He's, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. De- define Ooh, it. Yeah, it. well, there's plenty of things he's killing. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, actually, uh, we've been pretty outspoken on the show. Is like, uh, I've basically said, hey, if you don't like that, we don't like Trump. You could, you don't have to listen to him. I'm gonna, I'm gonna blow, <laughs> I'm gonna blow up my co-host spot on the Big Red Cobcast. He's like kind of anarchist, uh, and because no. yeah, uh, Ryan Tweedy uh, for all of you out there uh, hashtag or not a hashtag at I letter M Tweedy uh, on on Twitter, but hashtag him Pat Chance. Uh, sure, uh, he uh, but he loves to be contrarian, and I'm I'm pretty left of center. And Interesting in this town. Yeah, in Los Los Angeles, California. So he just loves to call me a cuck on the air all the time, oh my and uh, and people. We have a fair amount of right wing listeners, just because you know a lot of our listeners come from Nebraska. That's so weird. That's normally a very left of center state, <laughs> from what I understand. And the uh, so they they think that he's just like one of one of them, and he's actually pretty left of center. He just he's but still. He, he doesn't he like a, Trump. He has but a he, persona. Yeah, and it, it fits. Okay. Like, people out here, too, think that he's different than he is. They, they just are like, oh, you're probably some racist, misogynist dumbass. And, I mean, he's a dumbass, but he's not, the, he's not the former say, two. He's not two out of those three things. He's not. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so welcome back. I to, hope he listens. To, he, welcome back to Put Your Other Podcast People on Blast. Here's the, the deal. show. Zero That's, chance. Zero chance po- uh, Tweety listens to this unless someone like 
edits Brent it Pope. out and puts his part. Oh, Unless I won't Brent do Pope it. reaches out to him nah, and lets him know. I won't do it. <laughs> uh, well, this is what our text exchange is all the time. Anyway, because it's primarily most of the time him and me, but. Uh, Joe Canale actually was on it before I was. Uh, he and Tweedy co-founded it and before I moved out here. And then Mike Canale was a part of it before he moved out to Michigan. Um, and we still have a text chain with the four of us. And it's just, it's the filthiest roast Absolutely. Uh, on all of it. And then Mike just trying to get under Tweedy's skin by uh, saying he's now a Harbaugh fan and that... What's Scott Frost could lose a fight with him. Uh, well, that's a fact. What are we? Oh, no, 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 no. No one would lose a fight to Scott Frost. Oh, Have you seen that guy lately? Is it a boxing match or an MMA fight? Because if kicking's allowed, I think Nebraska's got a chance. Oh, if it's a if it's a uh, wow. if it's a football game invo- wow. involving all three he's, phases, he's trying to throw some shade at the 1997. I know what he's game, trying to do, yeah. and uh. and uh, I think we all understand that Michigan. W- would not score any points in that game. My yeah. goodness. They played a Pac-12 Washington State team and barely scored points. And you're telling me against Grant Wistrom, Jason Peter, Mike Rucker, who was a backup before playing a dozen years in the NFL, mm-hmm. uh, Eric Warfield, who barely saw the field and then played a, a, a decade in the NFL. You're telling me that team that held Peyton Manning to virtually nothing uh, would give up points to Michigan? Could we no. say right now, Peyton Manning in college, maybe maybe as overrated as Brett Favre in the pros? Oh yeah, I'm, he. <laughs> Let's start he there. Was, but he was Peyton Manning. Became but he was something. also. But he was also dramatically worse than Brian you, Greasy. You say well, the Brian Greasy was fantastic. I mean, on the, uh, you great said that, pro, great pro. <laughs> you said that Michigan probably wouldn't score any points, but on the other hand, Nebraska probably wouldn't have scored more than fifty. That's so, so. outrageous. How dare you both? <laughs> I, that, that was actually an underrated part of that Tennessee team, though, was the that before he before he drunkenly ran over someone, Leonard Little in that uh, defense. Uh, they rough, were rough night. Yeah. That was a solid defense, and I'm on green ran for two hundred yards against them. Uh, that the one thing I will the, say about Michigan is Yes. What's the one name on Michigan's team? That they're the greatest, the number well, one wins in all of division. No, I'm history? saying in, in, on that particular season, what, what, what would be the one name you would throw back at us? The one Charles Woodson. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Charles Hall Woodson. Of Famer. <laughs> he's the all. He's only Hall of Famer of all those players. If I was going to make an argument, I would say that Charles no, Woodson was, is the say only too, Hall of Famer his, of all those players. His pro mentioned. career, objectively speaking, is one of the most incredible things. That at a skill position like defensive back and and like with a broken leg at one point, uh, could just keep playing and playing and right. playing at a high level. You don't talk about disappointment. But that when being he went said, to the Packers, we, that was we, didn't, we, we didn't pass the ball. We would have just run the ball the entire time. That's, and right. that's exactly why you wouldn't have done anything at all. That's not true. But, but also, though, too, phenomenal. Nebraska had the ability to... So the reason that Missouri game was close was turnovers. Turnovers, 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 turnovers. It was just, well, that's the it, other it was, thing we did well. It was, a, it, was a rough, it was a rough game. And the other part of it is... Corby Jones was a pretty solid quarterback oh, yeah, that good. year. That that Missouri team was kind of underappreciated, and they put it all together that game. But none, Missouri none, was a great team that year. I and mean, it's not like they were a middling, middle of the pack Big Twelve team. At the, oh wait, well, and I would say this: you know, it's not like the, it's not like the time when Colorado get, we didn't get five downs like Colorado did, <laughs> right? <laughs> but it, so here's here's a here's a couple of things with that, uh, Nebraska did some things that would have been required to win a close game uh, in that Missouri game. Special teams came up huge. Joe Walker just had the return game of his life. And then Scott Frost, who was a high school shot putter and was why he sometimes looked a little funny throwing the football, uh, he 
led a two-minute offense that he was he was flinging it all over the field, finding Bobby Newcomb, uh, finding Matt Davison via Shevin Wiggins. Uh, I mean, there's Matt Davison from Tecumseh? Yeah! It is very easy to run a two-minute offense when the, all the referees on the field forgot the rule book um, and forgot that certain things are illegal in the game and decide to people, just keep it in their pants. People take Shevin Wiggins' quote completely out of context. The one where he says, I did it on purpose and I knew it was cheating? That is not exactly what he said. <laughs> that is not what he said. He said, I was trying to keep it alive, which is not saying I kicked it because if you catch a ball and it falls into your bread basket into yeah, like your legs you're trying you're trying to just like prop it up like that's a that's trying to keep it alive that's not a that's not admission of guilt that is not uh, saying kicking that is exactly an admission it's of guilt it's part of the process of catching a football ray which you as a Detroit Lions fan know nothing about yeah what do i know about <laughs> catch rules <laughs> dear lord how dare you um, so, so you're a Vikings fan. So what? Kinda. Uh, so, so, but you weren't. You're not really a, a, a practicing Vikings fan, right? Yeah, I mean, I I you're rooted, I rooted for him in this playoff run. You know, you'll go to the temple like during uh, playoff time, but you know, otherwise, you're not necessarily as devout as other. I people. mean, I might find myself now that I've been out in L.A. for a while, and L.A. Like, I think the best case scenario for L.A. getting a football team was a team that originated in L.A. in the Rams, and now that Sue's out here. And I've, a team that originated in L.A., the Chargers. Sure. They spent one year in L.A. and before they moved to San Diego. Yeah. No one, Everybody no one wants, cares about the Chargers. The StubHub Center. We're all big fans. Of part, of me wants, part of me wants to go seats. there. That would be, ah, that would be great. A, opening weekend. I think I'm going there this time because it's Kansas City at San Diego. Well, you got to go. And it's going to be. Yeah, you got to like go. And I like that you time, said at San Diego. It's, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's true. Because to, uh, to all of the here's it, for you guys not in L.A., we all still consider them the San Diego Chargers. And That's really, the only reason they moved up to L.A. was because they have a lot of Orange County fans. Well, it, to, it, let's just be real. The reason why the Chargers moved to L.A. is because the day after they announced the move to L.A., their franchise quadrupled in value. <laughs> You want to know? That's just that's the reason well, why. You want to know a Nebraska tie, by the way, to the mm. Chargers? Uh, so I actually didn't go to the University of Nebraska. I went to a state college called Wayne State. Not the one in, not the one not in Michigan. the real one. <laughs> No, the real one. Oh, how I dare you. I covered it. How dare you? So you were asking for my sports bona fides earlier. I used to do sports broadcasting, and at one point I was, uh, after college, uh, the sports and news director at the local radio station in Wayne, Nebraska, and I covered Wayne State College versus Wayne State University, Wildcats Fantastic. versus Warriors. Awesome. Uh, good God, was that a, was that a <laughs> mess. <laughs> I wouldn't wish that on anybody. But uh, so Chargers tie... Uh, Dean Spanos went to Wayne State for a year after the military, uh, and then it, uh, one year when I was at Wayne State, he was the the commencement speaker. So the the Chargers owner, the hated Chargers owner, uh, is from my alma mater. But have you wow. been? Did you go to a game at Qualcomm down in San Diego? I mean, it was it was okay. No, it, it was, was not okay. But it was definitely time to go. Right, I think that's a fair. It's not okay. Statement. If it, anytime it rained, it was flooded immediately. Okay, I, I went, there was a there was uh, a Brett Favre went, Super Bowl played at Qualcomm. Well, sure. That uh, Packers-Broncos game. Oh, was that the one when they let them score at the end again to try to get the ball back? When when Elway got spun around yeah, like a helicopter? That's the helicopter yeah, play. That's yeah. the, uh, this one's for, for John. John. Our, one of our uh, favorite quotes of all God, sports I just, history. I just want to uh, feel like puking right now. Anytime we talk <laughs> about the Broncos, Broncos fan, I just right? feel you like love, puking. You love all the other teams in the AFC. I, 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 first of all, how are you not a Chiefs fan? You grew up to... Uh, well, I, I went to a lot of Chiefs games. My stepdad had season tickets. And this that's is why the, he's not a Chiefs fan. This is the wow. first year... <laughs> This Walk this right coming this coming fall will be the first year that my stepdad won't have season tickets to the Chiefs and my mom 
just praised holy heaven because my stepdad is a uh, an independent contractor, uh, nuclear engineer. So he's been like in these different cities all these. You can tell years. the truth. He's 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 in the mafia. We can yes. go ahead and just say it out loud. That's fine. We're all friends here. She's like, you're Close in. New, you'll be in New Orleans during football season. Last year we used the tickets once. Get rid of them. It's a fair point. Uh, and he finally listened. Well, they should have been able to sell them pretty good last year. They, you know, the... they it, they can be hit or miss. It it kind of depends on how good the team is, and it depends on the opponent and. Like, you know, I mean, it, it's it can be it can be a challenge uh, getting rid of those tickets, though. Like I was a season ticket for the Lions and I moved to L.A. and I kept them for one year, even though I had absolutely no ability to go back to at all. And I had to basically try to move them over the fledgling Internet at that time. Yeah. That being said, it's like a part of you dies if you get rid of your season tickets like that. I understand the reality, even if you have to. Yeah, it sucks. I, I've I've debated doing the Bill Simmons thing and getting Clippers tickets. Oh, okay. Because uh, I think that would be I've, fun. I had friends that have had Clipper tickets. It's fun. It's an easy get, man. Especially now that they're not good again. Yeah. Mm. Like even Happens. even this year, people were still kind of the 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 prices were didn't really drop. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think next year they're gonna they've got to stagnate. Yeah. Uh, so I, I I feel good about that. I and I Staples is a fun place to go. And now now that I work, I, I can say this. I I've tried to avoid saying it on the Big Red Cobcast just because I don't want like some stupid Iowa fan contacting <laughs> my workplace. But I work at USC, so Staples is easy to get to. There you go. I, I need I I just want to go to more live sporting events <laughs> now because the other part of it is not only am I close to Staples, I, I can actually afford to go to Staples. Boom. Like that's that's makes the a other part of it. That makes a big difference. <laughs> The interesting thing, if I may be allowed to say, <laughs> and the thing that makes this crazy is the fact that you're Ray, both... you're being really spontaneous right now, and I, I, know, I know if I can for it. no reason at all. I just It just occurred to me I should mention this. You two are both from Nebraska, said before. You guys grew up literally a town apart from each other and never knew each other. Yeah, uh, we were a few graduating classes apart, so we didn't run into each other in sports, but I be- I'm fairly certain my dad has umpired some of your games. Yeah, uh, well, what's weird is also, well, I'm from Tecumseh. And yeah, you're from Auburn. Auburn, twenty miles apart. Oh man, Auburn used to just like. And in Nebraska, that's next town over. It is. Yeah. Well, for the record, it was funny. My dad came out here to visit. Uh, was it a year or two? A couple years ago, and we were going somewhere, and I was like, "Dad, we got to get going." Uh, and he had my GPS, and he's like, "Bud, we're only six miles away." I was like, "Check the number on the right," and it said forty-eight minutes. <laughs> and that's a. And then Nebraska, wow. like you just say miles and minutes, and they're it's the same thing. They're they're right. interchangeable because it's a lawless it. state with no police. You can drive as fast as you want. Well, unless no, you that's it. not true. No, that's my not bad. true at all. Oh, I got you, a ticket over by Auburn. All of my tickets. Uh, Wait, Pat, you've been pulled over many times, dude. I've had I've had two. No, I've had three sobriety tests in Nebraska. I passed all three of them. Two of them, I had not a drop of alcohol. And the uh, third one was lucky. <laughs> third one was very lucky. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, so the, the first one, I was driving some friends uh, around in high school. I didn't really drink yet at that point. And a cop just couldn't believe that a kid would be out not drinking in that Nebraska. That's a fact. Yeah. Uh, second one... So I had a speeding ticket I had to pay up near where I was going to college, and I was interning at my hometown newspaper, and I had forgotten to mail it in, so I had to get up there that morning. I left really early and then was coming back to try and get to work. And So you went for paying a ticket, and then you got pulled over on the way from that. Well, so... That's just on Tired driving is every bit as dangerous as drunk driving. So I, I pulled over to the side of the road to take a nap, 
And then I wake up to people prying open my door uh, from the ambulance. I was like, what in the hell is going on? And they said, and I don't believe they must have tried very hard, but they said someone saw me and thought that I must have been in a wreck. So they knocked on my window really loudly many times, and I didn't respond. So they called the ambulance, and they're like, we got to take you to the hospital. I was like, I don't need this. I was just taking a nap. They're like, no, we have to. No, you don't. Crazy thing. You literally don't. Right. And I said... No, I really don't. They're like, okay, well, we don't have to, but you're going to have to sign this waiver. I highly recommend that you do, though. And I was like, no, I'm going to sign it. They're like, okay, well, if you sign this, you're going to have to talk to this guy uh, behind us. Uh, and so I, I signed the waiver. And that man was John Cena. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sir, there's no damage to your car. We thought you were in an accident. <laughs> I mean, I was driving a pretty piece of crap car, so, I mean, it all just oh, looked okay. like it was in an accident. that's true. But, uh... <laughs> So it was the canine unit, and he he gave me every test in the book, breathalyzer, all the all the field sobriety uh, test stuff, and I passed it with flying colors. But he just couldn't believe it, and he just seemed so pissed. He wanted it. He, he wanted it so badly. But the folks of Murray, Nebraska, are just driving by at like ten a.m. Like this dude sauced already. Like they're they're all like. Just crane in their neck, like, oh, who, man, Walking who's their horns being like, yeah, you live your life. No, that's wow. what I so every do. test uh, was that that backwards alphabet test. Uh, uh, I think what I did was blow the thing. I did the breathalyzer. I think your I did and cough. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that one I passed with flying colors. <laughs> he didn't uh, even ask for it. You just offered it. They're like, sir, put your pants Come back on. on. I think what the alphabet was was forward, but starting at a certain letter, like starting oh, at K. Yeah. Uh, they had me do the straight line, touching the nose. Uh, I, I can't. I don't. I would half the time fall down if I had to do that straight line, touching the nose thing. That's I'm not, not especially thing. coordinated. Yeah. I've started working out again, and I've realized that's the part of me that is the, oh, the well, worst. Yeah, you need some coaching from your uh, co-host, Ryan Tweedy. I didn't want to tell him I was doing CrossFit, because that's what I get now, is coaching. Tons of coaching. Wait a minute. We've been talking for almost a half hour, and this is the first time you've mentioned CrossFit? That's just so not normal. Uh, I... I <laughs> I prefer not to tell people that I do that. It's a it's a better place because it's it's not like it's not meatheadish. It's not like what's next? You're hiding veganism and and being a fan of Bernie Sanders. What's going on right now? I mean, I've been eating less meat lately. Oh God, dang it! <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's get the, out. That's the one thing. Yeah. My wife, who's also from Nebraska, has said the one thing that she could like tell her parents that would probably be a disappointment to them because she's like. I'm assuming we're fine with this audience. She's uh, she's worked in an abortion clinic. She's done uh, tons of things. But she's like, if I went home and told them that I'm a vegan, that would be the one thing that, that would, would probably... That would be the thing that kills them. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. There was a whole thing on the Silicon Valley last week where... That's right. Uh, you know, the, all these companies, all these startups trying to get together as a... You like, mean the episode that you were on? Yeah, right. As a okay. conglomerate. And everyone was... <laughs> and this guy was starting a, a, a gay dating website. And everyone's okay with that. And then he gets outed as a Christian. And everyone's like... Oh, your lifestyle makes your, me sick. Your lifestyle like, disgusts me. No one in Silicon me. Valley, they, the Christians are on the outs in Silicon Valley. That's the thing that no one can It was deal a funny with. bit. It was yeah. a funny bit. Nice. Uh, we, speaking of Christians, we're from a high level. I'm trying to bring it back to our state since that was the part that sure. you wanted yeah. to. I mean, where we go is where we go. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> but yeah, uh, your, your high school isn't your high school anymore. It's not. I almost wore It's just I'm too fat to wear it. My uh, <laughs> Wait, what happened to your high school? Uh, it used to be Tecumseh High School. And then it merged with, God, 
school with the rivals. Just, yeah, the, with our oh, rivals. No, who'd you who'd you guys? Uh, Nemaha Valley. Oh yeah, they were the Cardinals, right? Cardinals. And you so, were the you were the, the Indians. Indians. So now we are the. Thunderbirds, which is a bird that's also Indian, you know, American Indian. I mean, that's kind of Johnson clever. County Central. Uh, Thunderbirds. And you would have thought we would have become really good at sports. No, no. you're bad. <laughs> no. My, my brother is now the head football coach at my alma mater. Oh, boy. The Auburn Bulldogs. They, uh, they were good all the Wait, way your, up. Your brother is the head coach at Auburn of the SEC? Yes. That's yes. outrageous. Well, it's that, funny. I you we- should have led with that. I, I, I wear Auburn Bulldogs stuff out here. People are like, I thought they were the Tigers. I'm like, this is a different thing. My alma mater is known for like two, two football players. Uh, Matt Davison, who caught the, the ball that Chevin Wiggins accidentally kicked. Sure. Uh, and then he didn't even kick. It just rolled off his just, leg. I mean, rolled he, off his he leg. did kick it. Uh, it hit his leg. Uh, Scott Frost, it was a terrible pass by Scott Frost. Uh, and, it hit him uh, in the bread basket. Yeah, yeah, and rolled off his leg. It just had too much English on it. Uh, <laughs> sure, sure, guys, sure. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, him, who is also, while well, he is the Nebraska color commentator, is he still? Because now he's like moved no, up. No, he's, he's in the athletic department now. Okay. So uh, he's he's an Scott associate Frost's athletic guys. director. Uh, and then this guy named Tough Tony Davis, who was like, uh, yeah. uh, won two bowl games in one year when we like had a bad bowl game and then a good bowl game. And then his son played for Nebraska, Josh. Oh yeah, Josh Davis. Uh, and then you guys are famous for the the Kelsey, the Kelsey brothers, yeah, who both played in the NFL. And, and the funny thing is, uh, Chad and Chris. Chad and Chris. Yeah, there were three guys uh, at one time. They're like on... Gronkowski juniors. No, they're actually quite intelligent. <laughs> I. I, you know what? I've never met them, so I assumed they were like Gronkowski Juniors. But you were telling me that, sure, that's they, uh, I believe you. Why not? Uh, actually, you know who they it came good. down to for Chris Kelsey when he was getting recruited? It came down to uh, Nebraska and Michigan. He's the younger of the two, and he's the one who played a decade for the Bills. Uh, he, I want to say, he scored like a thirty-four on his ACT. It was over thirty for sure. But uh, yeah, Nerd. yeah. Wow, that's higher than my thirty-two. <laughs> That's that's higher than me as well. <laughs> it's uh, it's also higher than, it's also higher than mine. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, Ch- Chad and Chris. That's why I play video games. For you know, a what we did one time that was super fun. Was we all we we, we oh, both Jesus. took the Wonderlick test. We did take the Wonderlick test. We did really test. well. We both yeah. did well. Here's the deal. Brent uh, uh, works in in school areas. Sure. Yeah. And so he is very familiar with tests and how to take tests. And I've I'm always just, been a good test taker. Yes, so that's and, true. And you, there's there is like there is an actual methodology for taking tests. But you still did you really better. well. I did extremely well, comparatively speaking. It, it, you got like double my score, but I mean I didn't even finish. <laughs> so I, could, like but, I was a little below, I think, Ryan Fitzpatrick, but but he scored like but We thought you, I was gonna finish with Vince Young, and it turned out I did much better. It makes you wonder when you see some yeah, like Vince Young, you're like, like dude, a five. How does he get a five? <laughs> my uh <laughs> My uh, my test taking ability started to go down uh, around my sophomore year of high school. Not because of smarts or anything. I have I have really bad clinical OCD. Filling out circles is terrible uh, when you have clinical appreciate OCD. That. Appreciate that. I, uh, I I won like this huge math contest one year, and then I went back a couple years later after it had really kind of started to manifest itself. And yeah, I didn't even get halfway through the the test. Uh, See, which, which, were... which math contest was it? 
It was the Nemaha Valley one. Oh, okay. See, That's I, a good one. Yeah. yeah. I, thought you were gonna I say, beat all these kids from Creighton Prep. Nice. Take that. <laughs> nice. I thought you were going to say you did really, really well in the math test only because all the answers were even numbers. <laughs> no, actually, <laughs> I prefer odd primes. Oh, there it is. Uh, we all yeah. prefer Optimus Prime. <laughs> I, did, I did do okay on the ACT, but I feel like I could have done better. I, I feel like without the OCD. You know what? I remember I only took it once. Because uh, I just hated having to to fill all the stuff. I, I left more than once. Yeah, <laughs> Actually, I left, oh. and and Nebraska was playing Oklahoma that day, uh, the year that Oklahoma won the national championship. I I got out of there, and Nebraska was ahead, and then it was just all downhill from there. Actually, I I Yikes. in case I get called out on this, I don't want to say I did not get a thirty-two. I got a 30. 30. Still you good. Thirty. Still good. Okay, I got a 29. I don't even feel that bad me anymore. Too. Wow, you made me feel like I should uh, be ashamed of it. You guys are younger than me, though, because <laughs> a couple years after I took it, uh, they made it easier to get a couple. Of, so you guys really got 27. Oh, is that, is <laughs> that, is that, that. the reality yeah. of it? No, I, well, you got well, an extra two for to, out your name right. I wasn't trying to shame you guys. We're all, all I know all three of us are smart guys. My brother was aiming for a perfect. He took it a couple times trying to get to the 36. Oh, that's crazy. He didn't quite get there. But you know I, what? I'm glad he didn't because that's that's rude. A buddy of mine, <laughs> a buddy of mine who I graduated with from Auburn High School uh, and went to MIT, he did get a 36. Hmm. Uh, oh, you know what? On his third or fourth try, something like that. You shouldn't he, be allowed after he two did 35. Tries, he did 35, 35, 35, 35, 36. I'm like, oh, man, couldn't you slip down to a 34 once? Thank you. You know what? Now that I think about it, I did get a 36, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell we're all Midwestern that we're talking ACT because everyone throws out yeah. SA- nobody, SAT numbers. I'm like, I don't know SAT. what those numbers are. Yep. Doesn't mean anything. Um, it's like a speed limit. Who even knows? Yeah. Yeah, so the weird thing about Pat and I is that, again, we're different ages. Uh, I probably have had his dad... Uh, umpire one of my games but our parents have some of the same friends yeah which is weird. they like, run you in know the, same the same circles yeah. as each other yeah which is more outrageous that you two didn't know each other until uh can i say uh, we all met through the top story weekly we said before uh the show that uh closed the io west right yeah the show that's responsible for the death of a theater well and also you know well to be fair we're, we weren't the show that put a, a carl on the website or on the on the stage i mean the which is a finished dish that's rotten shark, or is it Icelandic? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I and I, make that stage smell for a week. That sounds we terrible. didn't do that. that. Sounds nasty. Did you really do that? No, we did not oh, do that. Who did it? Uh, I can't remember. It's a team that Dave Chacho was on. Oh dear. Uh, <laughs> sounds, I think I think Chacho right. ate it. I think Chacho ate it. Actually, oh, dear. wow, that also sounds that sounds like right. Chacho. No, that, no. That, that 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 clears. <laughs> um, I did a show after that, and it was the worst. Was everyone just like... <laughs> it, it was like, will you guys just spray, spray some Glade? Come on, man. Oh, my gosh. It's like that time I made you eat the Buckeye. That was, oh. that was horrible. Yeah, that was made great. Made a freaking Buckeye. It's mm. rude. Disgusting. Like, like crunch and all? Well, this is the the chocolate uh, delight with peanut butter and chocolate as a. Oh buckeye. yeah, it's a dessert. They, it's well, not, the it's not, the, po- not the poisonous nut. It's poison. You can't really eat a real buckeye. Right. I, I, you can do anything you put your how I might. I'm going to try, guys. <laughs> My favorite buckeye story. So I used to. Uh, no such thing. <laughs> well, I, uh, I used to broadcast for a minor league baseball team in North Carolina, and the, my fellow broadcaster was a Buckeye. Not uh, like he wasn't an actual Buckeye. Uh, he was kind of built like one, though. But uh, <laughs> he, he was a huge Buckeye fan, and I went over to his place to watch uh, the Sweet 16 one night because Ohio State was playing Tennessee. And Tennessee uh, is just raining down three-pointers. And But he, we get there, 
and he's all excited. He's got his Buckeye necklace on. Uh, he's I, playing... That's the most obnoxious thing in sports, the Buckeye necklace. I think the Chiefs Just Buckeye is... fans. Uh, the Buckeye fans are the absolute worst. But I would the say necklace. The cheese head offends me more than the Buckeye necklace. I don't like the corn head. Sort of hide it. Let's face it. I didn't even bring up the corn head because it's I don't like it. And I don't it like it. It just shouldn't exist. I like the corn head because you can headbutt somebody but not hurt them. Yeah, Those I mean, things can be harder than you think. To be fair, the Lions fans have like a, a, a silver and blue <laughs> hard hat, and nobody talks about that because it's not really a thing. Right. I don't consider the cornhead really a thing. No, there's not that many cornheads. If you, the, but cheese heads, you go to a Packers game, there's like 90,000 of them. Yeah. At least, that's, at least that's in their color scheme, though. Uh, the cornhead the corn is not. Uh, <laughs> but where was I going with this? Oh, yeah. So my, my buddy Ed, who I like away from Ohio State situations. It's often the case with Ohio State fans. But so we get there. Uh, the, the groundskeeper and I go to the game. Uh, the groundskeeper went to a junior college. He could have given two flips about the game. Uh, he just wanted to get drunk. Sorry. I uh, Anyway, so Ed's wearing the Buckeye <laughs> necklace, playing Ohio State marching band, and then uh, Tennessee's raining down threes. And then just at one random moment, you can feel Ed steaming, steaming, steaming. In one motion, he rips off the Buckeye necklace, <laughs> flings it at the TV, and like kind of breaks the TV. It's, it's, not, it's not good the rest of the game, and the Buckeye necklace is ruined. Never mind, Ohio State comes back and wins that oh, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that, that, that anger was unwarranted. Or do you think that turned the tide of the game? I think that's what changed the... Yeah, changed I the, love people's, like, uh, when they do uh, just crazy things that, have, that damage things during the games and then ends up... You see, like, at the end of, like, a playoff game of the NFL, do you see the people that grabs his TV and throws it on the freaking lawn? Yeah. Like, you've seen those, right? Like, those yeah. are the best. <laughs> I love it. My cousin, uh, we were watching some Nebraska football game. I don't remember at all what game it was, but my cousin's kind of a nut. A Buckeye? He, I was about to no, say. No, no, no. He's, <laughs> yeah, he's a Husker fan. Corey, uh, who was the, was it Corey Dixon? Was he the guy that used to run back punts for us? Yeah, the one okay. uh, who, there was the phantom block yes, in the back in the Orange that, Bowl against Florida State. It was that game. It was very clear. So. <laughs> go to hell, Ray. <laughs> meanwhile, my, my, uh, my cousin also has this miniature pool table. I'm talking about like one that's like six inches by. Uh, maybe like nine inches by six inches. You're break that, a he just, pool table. that he just loves playing puns. It's so stupid. I mean, I'm doing the little thing with your oh, hand where it looks amazing. Like, it's yeah. So Corey Dixon uh, scores the touchdown. He jumps, puts a hole in the wall. Right. Goodness. Celebrating, then sees it. He got called back. Runs up, destroys his pool table, <laughs> and then it's like almost crying and looking at the shattered you remains can't of break his, the mini pool, pool table. table. Spe- speaking of uh, rough celebrations during football games, Uh-oh. I bet I could kind of top that. Oh, please do. Uh, so before I was... Guys, uh, I right now, not safe for work warning. Okay, what? go ahead. Okay. Uh, <laughs> before I was broadcasting professionally, I was uh, at the college radio station at Wayne State, and this was my first year doing the games... I mean, I'd done I'd done games like at KNCY in Nebraska City, like as a high schooler, and that was uh, so. I mean, I I had been on the what air. What about Auburn? You didn't ever do Auburn station? No, KNCY bought out Auburn. Oh, okay. KCOE became part of KNCY. Because the lady that owned the Auburn station, what was her name? Judy Co. Judy Co. She comes and finds me every time I'm in. She has a store. She's still alive. In. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> she was two years ago. I saw her. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> And she sa- she says that I'm like her fa- her favorite person that ever worked there. I guess 
But I, I, I think I did like two shifts there ever. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> My dad's insurance office was next to the KCO, KCOE uh, studios. He would do a morning shift before, before selling insurance just nice. for the hell of it because he loved it. But so I was on the college station uh, broadcasting Wayne State versus, I think, Concordia St. Paul or someone like that. Uh, Division two football. Catch it. So <laughs> I was the color commentator in that game. And Wayne State was bad at that point. But they were, about, they were threatening to pull off an upset. And this guy, Fester Hoot for Wayne State, drops a surefire interception, and I just jump up out of frustration, like, oh, like as one would do. Problem was, press box, plywood, uh, it was about six foot seven, and I'm six foot five. (laughs) And so my uh, play-by-play guy, Aaron Lagaki, is looking down on the field, and he just hears thud, and then thud, and sees me rolling around on the floor. And he looks at me as like, he didn't see any of it because he had his eyes on the field. And he's like, just has this look of like, what the hell just happened? And I have the same look. And then he just starts laughing. Then I just start laughing. I finished the game, but I was was hurting. And the broadcasting advisor was like, you need to go to the hospital. I was like, I'm fine. I'm fine. And so she has me help carry all of the like cameras and equipment back to the humanities building. And then I come down. She call, She had called an ambulance, and campus security is there waiting for me. They take me to the hospital. I'm like, I don't need this. But I was, but sure enough, yeah, Maureen had me carry all the equipment. Uh, waited until after all that. But so I, I get I get to the hospital. They've got a wheelchair for me, which is apparently standard if you mm-hmm. are taken out to the the hospital. I'm like, I definitely don't need this. It's the Paul Pierce rule. Yeah. <laughs> You just you just had to get a Celtics jab in there. I had to, and yeah, sure enough, I gave myself a concussion so I, broadcasting a football game. I noticed I a pattern in your, your stories, Pat, of what uh, not wanting to go to the hospital and people wanting you to go to the hospital. What was is the this, other one? Oh, that's the car trip uh, when you got at the side of the road. Oh yeah. So yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah. wondering right now: does every one of your stories involve an ambulance and you not wanting to get on it? I mean, I guess I have an ambulance phobia. I don't know. So, guys, this is a weird thing. I called an ambulance earlier because I just assumed that something would break out. So you're going to have to explain to the ambulance drivers why you don't want to get into it uh, to, to ride home today. I feel like we should be able to just just take these chairs over here and just hit Pat over the head with them, and he won't go to the hospital. I mean... He will refuse. And I, by the way... Guys, for the I was ratings, we're doing it. I was expecting, when you said your story's going to top mine, that you're going to have more than one miniature pool table being broken. It's fair. There were, I apologize. There were zero miniature miniature pool tables. Just one involved. head. Just one head being broke. Crazy that's, thing. The reason now, did the, the did the plywood give at all? No. Oh yeah, that's that's not good. No. Crazy thing though, there was a miniature pool table glued to the ceiling right above him, and he shattered it with his head. Oh. Yeah, the athletic director was pissed. He was going to play with that after the game. He was like, that's been up there since 1943. I was finally going to get around to playing with it. He plays upside down. So we're going to do top we're, we, Brent, we've been so I mean we've been doing this every single year since basically the inception of this podcast. Right. And every single year we nail it. Normally the loser would have to go running naked in the streets. Oh that's but right. But because we God, have a it. guest with us today maybe we just won't have that as No, our, but here's the deal. Yes. Of all three of us, the most likely one that would agree to go running naked in the streets I it feel is, is Pat It Jansen. is Pat Jansen. Why? That is a fact. Because See, I feel like I've got this reputation in top story now. But Mike Hughes cast me in all these, and it, and I'm just going to do whatever is the funniest thing. I don't. I'm Which not is often running naked. In the I'm streets. not going to get naked sure. for the sake of getting naked. I will do no, it because it's the funniest thing on stage. The, you lost the bet. <laughs> okay. Yes. That, <laughs> sure. I I also have integrity. If that's if that's the rules of the bet, I will do it. Uh, 
but yeah, in Top Story Weekly, people are people have made it out as though I'm the naked guy because I mean I have shown the back of my sack. Uh, <laughs> On stage. To be fair, Pat, you own like 18 different pairs of Speedos, and you're always willing to get into them. What do we, I mean, you know. To be fair, there was a sketch called the Million Naked Man March. Yes, there was. Where you were the one that didn't get naked. The, who didn't have a Speedo. That's right. Everyone had a Speedo or showed their dick. Uh, there was nudity on stage that I was not prepared for. Uh, right? I was, in, I was at that show. Man, I got out of Top Story at the right time. <laughs> <laughs> I was wearing just standard old underwear. What's up with that? I... I the thing that made me break in that sketch though was let down. wasn't John Druska's penis. Yes, it was. <laughs> so Paul Straw did the the airplane uh, bit, you know, like where the the guy's taking off sunglasses and then taking off more sunglasses. So he does tear away sweatpants and he's in there in whitey tighties and then he rips off the whitey tighties to a neon green thong. Forgot about that. And he didn't do that in rehearsal, and that that just made me lose my mind. I was I was. I was just undone at that point. I never break on stage, but I did that that time terribly. It happens. happens. And that was one like where you have to like keep your keep it together, like just play it super serious. And I couldn't. I couldn't. I feel halfway blinded just thinking about Paul Straw's really white legs. Probably. (laughs) I'm I'm just imagining them. I don't know for a fact that they are really, really white. Well, speaking of really, really white, let's talk about the top five NFL draft because there are going to be some quarterbacks taken, is all I'm trying to say. Some lily white Southern California quarterbacks. I'll say this at the beginning. I have no quarterbacks taken in my top five. Well, I'm sorry you went 0-5, Brent. (laughs) Um, I hope you got got one. Um, Okay, so this year, and this is my theory about the draft, and you guys tell me, uh, my theory is that there's only about seven, maybe eight people who could potentially go in the top five. That is far less than previous years. Usually it's a little bit more Wild West, where one or two is very clearly at the top, but then, who knows, three and beyond. Uh, Right. Last year you got Miles Garrett, was very clearly going to be number one. Everybody knew Trubisky would be in the top five somewhere. He ended up going number two. Too. And then who even knows? You had we, I thought Christian McCaffrey was going to go in the top five, and I was way off yeah. on that. So I mean, these go things, like number thirteen or something. Yeah, he went way yeah. later. Um, and I thought Fournette would go, but Fournette went four instead of three. It got all messed okay, up. Okay, I have nine guys on my list. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah. well, let's just go ahead and yeah. get started then. Yeah. Let's do it. We're so, gonna start with number five. We're start with number, number one. one. We start okay. with number one because generally speaking, one is less. Uh, one is more obvious than five. Okay, maybe not this year. Let's rotate. You go first. I'll go first. Yeah, yeah we'll go we'll, around. And then we'll go around. And That's rotate. great. Yeah. So my number one pick right here. Number one pick to the Cleveland Browns. Who is who are the Cleveland Browns career going to ruin this year? Because that's usually what happens. Miles Garrett, drafted by the Browns number one overall, gets hurt halfway through the season, like misses a bunch of games. Whoever quarterback they, they draft is going to be the next Johnny Manziel. So I feel bad for this person. Every time the Browns take somebody high, I feel rotten for them. But to me, you got to go with the obvious here. I, I want them to take Josh Allen here because he has the lowest floor. He has the biggest potential to be a bust of any of the top four quarterbacks on the board. However, I don't think they're going to do it. I think they go with Sam Darnold, which unfortunately means Sam Darnold will be a bust this year from USC. And I don't want that. But if you get drafted by the Browns, it's assumed you aren't good. So my number one to the Browns, Sam Darnold, USC. Interesting. I have a slightly different perspective because this year they have a new GM. They do. Okay. Um, Mr. Dorsey. Mr. Dorsey, straight out of Kansas City. Last year, who did Mr. Dorsey? Well, who was his first round pick last year? Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes. A quarterback with big measurables, you know, big arm, big arm, runs not a around. huge, not a huge guy, tiny, tiny frame, <clears throat> not very a tiny, susceptible to getting not destroyed. a tiny, tiny frame. He's like six three, two fifteen, tiny. <laughs> uh, 
I think he also you're talking about Cleveland where they don't always have the best weather. They don't. Um I think they go with Josh Allen who played in Wyoming in terrible weather. You do weather. believe they're going to go yeah. with Josh Allen. He's 65. He you know some people compare him to like Roethlisberger. I think that's the kind of body you need in that type of weather to cut it's through true. that wind and to take the beating that you're surely going to take. Yeah. I mean, Cleveland. I don't think you're wrong about that. That's fair. I mean, to be fair, Josh Allen is the other person a lot of people are predicting. It's like I'm seeing like 75-25 right now Darnold to Allen. I, so I don't that's not absolutely outrageous right. on and any I see level. Darnold is maybe more ready now, but but they're not going to win. They're not trying to win. Well, they're trying to win, but I don't think they're ready to win this season. I think they're going for like in You don't think in, you don't think the 0 16 team thinks they're going to no, make the playoffs this year? No. I think like 2019 maybe. Yeah. So I, I have Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Okay. So Pat Jansen, what do you got? Coach well, Craig Bowl, <laughs> yeah. former uh, coach at Nebraska. Uh, former linebacker in Nebraska. Thank you. So, uh, interestingly enough, speaking of the weather, I mean, uh, Sam Darnold's pro day was actually in the rain. Mm-hmm. But so I'm, I like you guys. I think uh, a, a quarterback is obviously necessary at the top. It's going to be a big body guy with a strong arm. I think it's going to be a little bit, uh, a little bit of a surprise for people, though, uh, comparatively speaking. Uh, with the number one pick in the 2018 NFL Draft, the Cleveland Browns select Tanner Lee, quarterback, Nebraska. Wow, that is uh, that would be something. You know what? That makes a lot of sense. I think I think you know if you're gonna take a guy, sense. you got to take a guy who's used to throwing interceptions. If you're going to Cleveland, that's true. Because uh, he can do it better than anyone. Because you don't you don't want a guy to have his psyche completely wrecked, uh, and a guy who can handle those types of situations. I, I think. Tanner Lee. Tanner Lee's your guy. Wow. That is call. nobody. Yeah. Uh, no, and to be fair, this you're hearing it here first, everybody. Mm-hmm. The people in the mainstream, lamestream media, as we call them, they aren't on the Tanner Lee. They don't oh, even consider him a He had a very good drafting. senior bowl practice week. Uh, Tanner Lee. Tanner I, Lee's uh, the guy. And I did a compilation of all of the uh, spreadsheet of all the mock drafts. Only 5 to 7% of them have Tanner Lee going number one. So. <laughs> very low. <laughs> so you're the Bears. <laughs> so I, 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 I feel good. I, I think... I, it's it's like when you it's like when you pick UMBC uh, in the NCAA tournament, you you get a little bit of an extra. I mean, you get the same amount of points, but you you it get feels it feels better when you get it right. You right. won our bracket. Did you pick UMBC? I don't think I did in that okay. bracket. There was one bracket. So there's one bracket First every of year. All, if you make more than one bracket, that's no, I get wrong. it. Yeah. I get it. 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 One I get integrity it. bracket. But that's it. But <laughs> I do I do one bracket every year. Uh, where I pick a sixteen because I I've always dreamt of that scenario, yeah. but I but I legitimately decide who's going to be the best shot at that, and I went with UMBC. Problem was I also picked South Dakota State to beat Ohio State in that bracket. Uh, mm-hmm. Otherwise, it would. I had some. I just had a few things that I did slightly differently in that one. If I had kept everything else the same i'd have been in solid shape but yeah i did have yeah, you still won in the the raising brands one yeah that's right yeah, yeah you picked villanova bravery, I, yeah, and I, bravery. Was, I was just i was really Picking disappointed an underdog like villanova to win the title i was disappointed because hey. i was on the villanova train the last three years right yes, you were yeah uh, and that's then how you why did it. i jump off this year <laughs> the year to do it did i just get criticized by you ray for making the smart choice the smart choice is not always the right choice. Sometimes it is. But this time it was both. <laughs> Fair. So here we go. So uh, round two. Uh, uh, Brent, why don't okay, you go I'll ahead and go yeah. first? Yep. Uh, okay. So you got the New York Giants. I, New York this, Giants. It, it could be I, anybody. I, I, <laughs> anyway, I also think this could really be a place where Denver trades up. Mm-hmm. Um, and, if, and if that's the case, then I'm not getting this right. And I'm not saying I think this is the right pick. I think they're very influenced by things that have happened in the past few drafts. 
Ezekiel Elliott went high. Oh, geez. And they've been like wow. waiting. You know, they've been trying to catch up. They haven't had a running game in a long time. So they either have to probably go quarterback or make one more run with Eli. You're doing it. With the running back, Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley of uh, Penn State fame. I also think that uh, the Giants need to upgrade their backfield. Uh, there's been there's been a huge sort of uh, a run of success uh, with with running backs from the school, particularly in this position. Uh, so just like Andy Janovich, uh, I'm calling Luke McNitt uh, to be the fullback out of Luke Nebraska McNitt, to yeah. go to and the Giants. Fullbacks often not taken number two overall. No, but when you see the success of what Janovich has done in the uh, Denver offense and on mm-hmm. special teams, I mean, have you heard Brock Olivo talk about Andy Janovich and how they could use 11 Andy Janoviches? I mean... It's fair. He, you, you're going to want 11 Luke McNitts on that giant team. Uh, so Luke McNitt is my number two pick. You know what? I, I see the logic behind it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. You need, you need somebody to block for your running back. Absolutely. Uh, it doesn't matter. Or to just run it all the time. It, it doesn't matter whether you've got Saquon Bar- Barkley uh, or, or God knows who in that backfield. If you don't have a lead blocker like Luke McNitt, it doesn't matter. So uh, sure. Luke McNitt, I, that's your number two pick. I mean, I'm going to call you out a little bit. I, I think Luke McNitt will still be there in the second round. Not you know, but you, can't, but, you, <laughs> but you can't make that risk. I mean, it's, a, it's, about, it's about need. If you want him, you go and get If you want it, yeah. yeah. If, you, if he's your guy, you got to take him there. Yeah, yeah. You, can't, you can't predict what other people are going to do. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think the Giants go aggressive and they take Luke. Well, I'm going to go a little more left field. Um, okay. I think that uh, it's going to be – I think there's going to be a trade here. I absolutely do. And I think that it Oh, I, you think the Broncos are trading up to get Luke McNitt and pair him with Andy Janovich in the backfield? Be uh, you got to have depth at fullback. But you since, really do. Since you took that, I'm going to take it off my board so that way we don't match up because uh, that makes a lot of sense. I'm going to say jo- uh, 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 Josh Rosen. Uh, it makes a lot of sense. To me, he, Rosen should be just drafted by the Giants. He and uh, the, the, the NFL scouts are afraid that he's a left wing liberal. Clear thinking agnostic. He's not clear thinking. He's had fourteen hundred concussions. Don't worry about that. Uh, what he also weighs eight pounds. That also helps. He's also got a huge arm. Seven of that's his helmet. <laughs> I here's the deal. I think the Giants are a perfect team for him. He could he could learn the game. He can sit behind Eli Manning for a year or two, and then finally, how many times do you get a chance to get a franchise quarterback next year? From what I, what all the scouts are saying, next year's quarterback prospects are poor. We're talking that. Remember that year when Christian Ponder went in the first round? Oh yeah, I'm a Vikings fan. That's how poor next year's quarterbacks are. So if you're in a spot to take one right now, I think the Giants stand pat and take Rosen as the second best quarterback on the on the table, or they trade out with a team like the Bills, like the Broncos, somebody like that. And Rosen is just too good to pass up on in this particular uh, case. So I have Rosen as. My number two overall pick. One way or the other, whether it's the Giants or not. Got it. Wow. I've, Rosen scares me, I'll be honest. I yeah, mean, I, I just don't think it's as sure a bet as McNitt. I think he's a super impressive uh, player. And yeah, he's no McNitt, but you got to take the chances when you got him. You know, it's, it's all a risk. You never know who's going to go where. So cool. I'll go ahead and I'll start this uh, third round right now. Okay. Um, Let's let him start. Do you want Pat to start? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's fine. All right. Go I'll ahead. Go. Start. Go no, ahead. you go. You go. You go. Yeah, it's I'll better. Go. Better if we let the guests go last. I, I prefer fun. to keep the guests going yeah, last. Yeah, yeah. You know. Okay. So number three, uh, the, the New York Jets. I, I mean, this is where they are. They would, I'm sure, love to trade up to two and, and get whoever they get. Uh, I. He's right there. The Jets have fallen in love with him. It's got to be Baker Mayfield. Uh, I love Baker Mayfield uh, as a player for what he did to Ohio State at Ohio State uh, Stadium, Buckeye Stadium, or whatever nonsense they call it over there. 
But uh, uh, the point he planted that flag, he really planted the flag in my heart as one of the greatest college football that moments sounds of all time. It was worth it, though. So Baker Mayfield, he's a winner. He is a little bit undersized, um, but I think with the New York media, I think he's going to do great. I think the Jets really get a score here. Baker Mayfield is my number three pick. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I think the Jets have had so many bad quarterback picks. I get what you're saying because the Baker Mayfield thing kind of like reminds me of like a, a Joe Namath type player, right? A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Um, I think they've got to go the safest pro prospect right here left on my board, yes. which is Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold makes yeah. a lot of sense. If, here's, if Sam Darnold is still there, mm-hmm. he will be taken. He will not make it past three. Yeah. Without a question. I just think you he's already had gone Darnold gone. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think at that point, uh, you need someone really flashy uh, for the New York media, someone who can sense. make big plays, uh, you know, no matter who's the quarterback, uh, who you can get into their hands and make plays. So I, I think you go uh, with the best prospect left on the board, DeMornay Pearsonell, wide receiver, Nebraska. Interesting. Now, the Jets don't really have anybody to throw the ball to. Uh, well, here's the thing: him. you can you can uh, run some jet sweeps and some reverses, and he's a, he's a monster on special teams. Uh, special teams helps. Yeah, yeah. You you got to have that versatility, and I I think he will just be a darling in the New York media. Uh, they will they will welcome him with open arms uh, as they are wont to do, mm-hmm. and I think Demorne Pearsonell will become king of New York. That makes he, a lot of sense. He will he will be the next Amare Stoudemire. You want to uh, play in the New York sports. You want a playmaker in New York at number yeah. three. Absolutely, and this man makes plays. Yeah, absolutely. So DPE going to NYC. I gotta say, Pearsonelli. I think this is a great <laughs> pick. <laughs> wow, wow. All right, Brent. What you got for the fourth round now? All right, fourth pick. Or fourth round, fourth pick. A fourth round. Uh, okay, so Four, fourth round. Oh crap! I got to go yeah. further down my list. <laughs> Number four pick. We, we're back to back to Cleveland right again. now. This is Cleveland right now. They could easily turn out of this pick. Last year, number one pick, uh, Miles Garrett on one defensive end. Yep. I think you want if you want that thing that Uh-oh. Denver had with the, uh, with the you know the the two defensive ends, you pair him up with Bradley Chubb. Chubb defensive end, two big pass rushes coming around the end. I think it's pretty tough. Uh, while I'm tempted to go defense with a guy like Chris Weber, linebacker, Nebraska, pride of Elkhorn, mm-hmm. uh, I, I that think would be crazy. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I think if you're going to invest in a quarterback, uh, you've got to pre- uh, you've got to protect him. And while he didn't maybe have the strongest year last year, a uh, guy with a, a true NFL body who's projected well uh, at the left tackle, I'm going to say uh, Nick Gates. Mm-hmm. Offensive tackle, Nebraska. Oh, from Nebraska. That's interesting. Yeah, uh, you know, form, former Bishop Gorman High School star out of Las Vegas, uh, but really groomed in Nebraska uh, under the tutelage of Mike Cavanaugh. And so I, I think Gates will be your guy protecting Tanner Lee, as he did last year. Wow. So you a little bit of synergy for the Browns, yeah, Nebraska you, players. You've you got to have that chemistry. Got to have that chemistry. So okay. I, I, think that, I think they team up uh, going from big red to, to orange on their heads. To big brown. Yeah, potentially. I think that what you makes a lot of sense. What you said makes a lot of sense in this way. He's had two really down years. Mm-hmm. He's due. Yeah, uh, he's due. <laughs> you got to take him top. Five. Gotta, I mean, you got to take him top five if he's, he's obviously. Yeah, he's obviously got more to show. Thank you. And he he left for the draft early. I mean, there, there's some people projecting him to probably not even get drafted this year. But I, I'd say you don't leave for the draft unless you've got. Top five talent, which Why which obviously yeah. doesn't. And mm-hmm. So there are good people in his ear. Uh, so I, I think 
I think Nick Gates is listening to some smart people. He knows yeah. he knows he's got to go at the very least top ten, and I think he goes number four. Why We're going to draft all the best people. That's okay. it. Uh, well, for me, uh, the Browns, I think they are going to sit on this pick. They're going to go Saquon Barkley here. I think you got the quarterback already with Darnold in my in my world. My crazy world. And so I think you go with the running back. He, he's the best player in the draft. I Even mean, though you pair him with Carlos Hyde that they picked up? Carlos Hyde, I think, is going to be great as well. But you have a you have a talent. like It's it's like an Adrian Peterson kind of thing. like you know, And he fell to Adrian the Vikings. Peterson? Who was that? Aiden Peterman. Aiden, okay, me. thank you. Aiden Peterman. Um, <laughs> and so I believe just Saquon Barkley's there. You have the pick. Uh, somebody could also trade with Cleveland for Saquon Barkley. I could absolutely see another team in the top 15, and so Cleveland gets more picks out of it because they love doing it. One way or the other, based on what I've got going on with three quarterbacks in the top five, uh, th- uh, top four, Saquon Barkley absolutely is my choice for the fourth-round pick. So fifth round, I'll go ahead and start us up here. And really, this, I mean, this could be anybody at this point. What we got the, the, the Bills are there right now. No, the Broncos are there right now. Broncos, yeah. Broncos are right now. They need a quarterback. I know they got Case Keenum. Gosh willing. I still think that uh, uh, John Elway loves thinking that he's the quarterback guru. John Elway thinks that he thought he could make Brock Osweiler work. He still might think he can make Brock Osweiler work. He he likes big guys with lots of raw potential. He took Paxton Lynch, another gigantic person who maybe hasn't panned out as well. I think he just keeps going, this is to me where Josh Allen gets picked right here. Uh, he's got all the fundamentals and Josh, John Elway, a little hubris, I think with this pick, I don't think this is the right pick for him, but I think this is the pick that he will make Brent. Interesting. Um, I mean, if he's there, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, absolutely. I could also see somebody jumping up there and Buffalo trading up, uh, Josh Allen, like we talked about the weather, the weather in Buffalo is also terrible. Yep. Um, but it also makes a lot of sense in Wyoming right next to Colorado. And yeah, big big quarterback. I mean, he, that's probably about the same size John Elway was, right? It's, it's in his backyard too. Yeah. All right. Um, <clears throat> I think I, in, in in analyzing our picks too, I think um, you know Pat went more just straight logic. Mm-hmm. No, um, no, Pat kept it maybe as close to the you, planet as we could. Yeah. I I went with like I'm not going to predict any trades because trades might not happen. So I'm yep. just going to go with who's there. Yep. Uh, and you kind of try to predict the trades too, which I think is also a good way to go in a, in a way. You a know? little wild card, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I for me, uh, the, one of the one of the things about Denver is they they've had that dominant defense. They weren't quite as good last year. They lost uh, a big corner, Akeem Talib. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense for them to draft somebody in the first round to replace Akeem Talib. Okay. Uh, this could be Rosen too if Buffalo trades up. In your world, I mean, yeah. Rosen makes a lot of sense yeah. here, but uh, so I'm going to go with uh, your boy, my from boy. Ohio State, mm-hmm. Denzel Ward. Denzel Ward. He is the top rated cornerback on the board. He's expected to be a top ten pick, top five, not as projected. I mean, he's looking more like you know maybe seven, eight, nine, ten. But mm-hmm. if they're looking for a quarter cornerback, this is the place they're going to go. Yep. I think if they, if they don't make a trade here and the other guys I said are gone, then they go with the Ward. That's fair. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to guess the, the Broncos kind of had their eye on Nick Gates. Uh, so they, this is going to kind of throw them for a little loop. Uh, they, they're going to be scrambling at the podium. They're going to look for just the, the best overall player who can make plays in, in any three phases of the game. Uh, so I, I think right here the Broncos surprising people and go with Drew Brown, kicker, Nebraska. And kicker not normally seen in the top five. No, no, uh, but 
you know, you've got to take the best overall player at this point. And so, and I, if I that think, player happens to be a kicker, you got to take him. Yeah, and he's got an NFL pedigree. His brother Chris was uh, an NFL kicker for a long time. Uh, Texans, right? Yeah, he played for the Ste- well, he played for no, the Steelers the first. Steelers, yeah, Steelers then Texans. Oh, then Texas, okay. uh, he then then kind of kicked around a little bit after that. But uh, yeah, Drew Brown. Uh, also looks like he's 17, so you know there's growth left in his body. Already, already with a strong leg. Uh, then you you add some some additional strength to potentially come in during his NFL career. I'd say he's got the highest ceiling of anyone left. Great. I, I, here's the deal. Absolutely, it makes a lot so of he sense. Still looks like a little boy. So that means John Elway will really like him. <laughs> Not putting that in the show. <laughs> <laughs> so let's wrap it up here. I gotta just, say, yes, with that last pick though. Yes. John Elway, with him just looking like a prepubescent boy, he's got to be just licking his lips and just rock hard. <laughs> he's probably going to give him a free car from one of his car dealerships and then fuck him in the back of it. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to recap the, uh, the top five picks for all of us right here. So I have uh, Sam Darnold, Rosen, Mayfield, Barkley, and Allen. Brent has Allen, Barkley, Darnold, Chubb, and Ward from Ohio State. And Pat here uh, went different than the two of us. He got Lee, McNitt, Personnel, Gates, and Kicker Brown, all all five from Nebraska. Am I mistaken about that? No, Tanner Lee, Luke McNitt, uh, Demorne Personnel, Nick Gates, uh, Drew Brown. Uh, and the thing of it is, uh, so Scott Frost has a reclamation project at Nebraska already ahead of him anyway. They went, they went four and eight. And now oh, losing hmm. potentially uh, the the top five picks in the NFL draft, wow. I think that's going to prove Hard just to reload just how good of coach Scott Frost is because he's coming in off of a four and eight season, a different offense, playing the number two ranked schedule in the nation. Well, he plays and, Michigan, so that's obviously you know. I mean, tough. that's the part that brings it down very, to number two. That's very the part hard. that brings it down to number two. Uh, and then now losing five of the top draft picks in the, in the NFL. And that's not even taking into account Chris Weber, uh, Kyron Williams, uh, you know, there, there, uh, David Neville, there are still, uh, some good guys out there left on the draft board that we haven't gotten to yet. So I'm, 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 I'm excited to see, uh, it's going to, it's going to be some roster turnover, but I, I think we're going to see just how good a coach Scott Frost is. That's fair enough. Well, Pat, thank you so much for joining us uh, yeah. here. Any last things, any things you want to plug on the way uh, while, we, while we wrap it up here? Uh, you can check out the Big Red Cobcast uh, on iTunes. Follow us on uh, Twitter at Big Red Cobcast. Uh, if you want to see my goofy-ass grin on TV, just watch, apparently, The Bachelor, because the Remax commercial plays all the time. Or if you like Glass Animals, I'm on the cover of their album and in their music video. That's my favorite part. That's that's my favorite thing that I've done out here, too, because uh, I get to go to all their concerts for free whenever they're out here. Uh, Pat, uh, I'm curious this before you go. Uh, could you rank for me the quarterbacks in the NFC North? Quarterbacks in the NFC North. Yeah. Well, that's going to change, potentially, uh, after the draft. Whatever, as of now. As of right now. Yeah. All right, we'll go Rodgers, reluctantly Stafford, because I don't think he's quite as good as people give him credit for, but he's solid. I'm sorry, what did you say? Probably better. But he's not, he's he's okay. You think he's really better than Trubisky, though? (laughs) I I actually was answering this Uh, (laughs) non-bit-wise. Then we'll go Cousins, Trubisky. Uh, Interesting. Who's Minnesota's quarterback now? Cousins. Cousins. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But um, really, the Lions were good when they had Sue. Um, they've fallen back to earth. 
They've fallen back to earth without Sue. Back-to-back winning seasons. Last season with Sue, a losing season. I would have said Rogers Cousins. Just mentioning. Yeah, but but did they make the playoffs? They sure did with Sue. And they sure did without Sue. Immediately after. This year? Well, two years ago. The year after he left, they made the playoffs immediately and were a game for making the playoffs this year. Yeah, but but they... that was with a better coaching staff. They made the playoffs with Jim Schwartz at the helm. Uh, I don't believe that actually. Uh, hmm? That doesn't feel right. I yeah, he, he was he uh, was at the that, helm. That doesn't feel right. Doesn't feel right? Ne- Even though Jim Schwartz has won the Super Bowl, he's never had success in the NFL. <laughs> I would have ranked them: Rodgers, Cousins, uh, Trubisky, Matt Nagy. The, the coach of the Bears, <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> who's, uh, who's playing for the Jets? Yeah, he's uh, he loses points for being in the yeah, AFC yeah. East. But, it's still, but still. still better than Stafford. How dare you? <laughs> and is Stafford going to be able to keep the starting job this year? Uh, here's the deal. They, do, they did bring in Matt Castle. So no, your boy Matt Castle. So no. I, there's gonna be a, there's gonna be a, a, a preseason like fight for the role. Pat, how can people find you online if they're looking for you? I don't ever do anything on Twitter, but sure at the Pat Jansen J A N S S E N. Just Google Pat Jansen. I don't even care. There it is. All right. Uh, well, of course you can hit us up at uh, Ray Brent Podcast or Facebook.com slash Ray Brent Podcast. Uh, Brent, anything you want to plug before we run? Um, <clears throat> no. Oh, I'm gonna that do. so negative. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm going to do a, well, I don't know what, I'm doing a, a stand-up show at Flappers in Burbank. When's that? June 7th. I don't know if we'll do another show before that. <laughs> Here's the deal, we, we never know. You know, she thanks said, to Ryan Tweedy, Ryan Tweedy recommended me uh, for that show. There so. you go. And also, My boy. And, uh, what? He doesn't even do stand-up. I know. And you can see Brent on shows such as Living Biblically, Roseanne, canceled. Silicon Valley. <laughs> Living Biblically canceled. And Roseanne probably canceled by the time you hear this. No. No, Number probably one not. show on TV. No, I don't think so. I'm doing uh, the uh, Brent's gonna be on Westworld. Uh, Roseanne will, is about to be a part of state media. Like, thank you. That's fair. That's fair. I'm going to be on uh, catch Roseanne uh, on Fox News right after Sean Hannity's show. There's really not that much Trump stuff on the show, guys, and it's also like you know, good back and forth. I think we need more of that. Actually, uh, that's what this world really needs: more people like talking instead of yelling. Oh, at I was going to say Brent Pope on television. Well, that's true. I'm going to be on that show, Casual, on Hulu. That's there in it July. Is. That's yeah. a new thing. That's a new thing. Anything yeah. else you're allowed to tell us about? Um, you were in a music video. You're a lot I know fatter. Pat was in a music video, you're but you're in a music video. Is that am I allowed to talk about that? Yeah. Okay. Well, you're you a lot fatter than I used to. Listen, I, I'm, I'm burying the lead. You played a, a, a donut oh, in a I music video. I did play video. a donut in a music video. What well, music video? Uh, you know, it's a comedy music video. Like a bunch of UCB people did it, okay, so it'll cool. be out in a couple cool, cool, weeks. Cool. Yeah. So uh, uh, we'll we'll we'll, give, we'll put some links to that up when that comes out because yes. everybody should want to see that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, guys. So otherwise, you can hit me up. I'm at Almighty Ray. I'm at Scoops Pope. And you're at The Pat Jansen. Yep. Or just follow the Big Red Copcast at Big Red Copcast. I don't know why you'd want to do that. Um, <laughs> because we torch Iowa. Everyone deserves to see Iowa. No one likes Iowa. Iowa. Yeah, Iowa like, is the worst state in the union. They do say that you are only as strong as your biggest rival. So that makes Kansas a lot of sense. Kansas is the worst state in the union. That's my opinion. Kansas. <laughs> Kansas is pretty rough. Missouri's up there, too. We're surrounded by a bunch of crap. Well, Missouri has the Royals <laughs> and the Chiefs, though, so I can't throw the, you know, but Kansas... Guys, we can all agree Ohio's terrible, though, right? Ohio State fans are. Oh, man. Skyline Chili's great, though. Oh, man. I do like me some Skyline Chili. Okay, yeah. see? Let's have a party one time. I'll make some there Skyline Chili. There we go. Chili. Yeah. Guys, it's in. All, all right. right, you guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Later. Peace. You're gonna have to drag me out in chat.